Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network, a production of Baylor Athletics. We are glad you are with us this week. John Morris, Brooke Bednars, and got the fall going here. Football started last week. How about this week we finally get volleyball with some home matches? I know. I feel like we've been seeing all their their success. They've been traveling everywhere, all the cool pictures of all the cool places (laughs) they've been. But I think they're very excited, as are we, to have them back in the Ferrell Center. Baylor Invitational begins on uh, Thursday night, uh, match against Colorado State on Thursday night. Two more coming up on Saturday. Let's put some context to those pictures and get details as we welcome in Ryan McGuire, Baylor volleyball coach. And, uh, Coach, thanks for joining us on the Sikkim Podcast. Yeah, John Brooke, thanks for having me. Very good. Y'all have uh, covered some miles. That first weekend was just up in Fort Worth, but then out to California last week, and y'all covered a lot of ground out there. We did, yeah. First weekend not too far up uh, Fort Worth. So this this really is our only travel trip of the preseason this past week when we went out to California and uh, a little bit of my old stopping grounds and, and see family. Uh, so we probably went a day earlier than maybe we, we traditionally would, but uh, so we could spend some time with my brother, uh, Brent McGuire. He's a, he's a captain, LAPD, younger than I am. And, you know, I'm really proud of him. Um, you know, a bad day for me, we, we take a loss, but a bad day for him, maybe someone's getting shot or hurt or injured. And uh, Brent really... Um, Two years ago, did several Zooms with our team during the social justice challenges that, that the whole country was having and really did a good job educating us from the perspective of, of both, you know, hey, how LAPD handles things versus maybe Minneapolis police and other parts of the country and really allowed our girls to have great conversation and, and was a, a good part of the healing process. So, um, you know, we said, hey, well, next time we're in California, he'll, he'll bring us out and... Uh, he took our team through some training, so um, we, we really enjoyed that. Now, that's some serious training. If you're getting <laughs> training from a captain in the LAPD and y'all got to see some things and see how, uh, well, an example is, uh, you know, how police officers have to make a split-second decision about different, you know, how they react to situations. Yeah, so we went uh, directly to the police academy. It's, it's right next door to uh, Dodger Stadium. And uh, we split up in two groups. So one group went went outside uh, for the first session and talked about some non-lethal uh, ways to de-escalate things and, and what decisions do they use the lethal, non-lethal, and what warrants those things, how fast a uh, <clears throat> perpetrator can come at you and it's coming quick, and are, are they holding a gun or a knife and, and or, you know, a comb? You know, what what is it that, that you got to recognize and see? And then... 
the other half was in a, in a room during the time and went through several simulations from just a, a typical pullover to a bank robbery to uh, maybe a hostage situation and hey what decisions do you got to make and what are you aware of and what are you looking at and how do you handle it uh you know one was like a domestic violence one and it was it was just a, a wrestler from iowa came storming out so what what decisions do you make do you want to grapple with this guy versus maybe someone else and uh what are the signs and clues that you're looking at but yeah they're normally trying to make decisions maybe they they figure once it gets escalated you got about a second and a half to to make the decision on you know maybe which weapon where do i shoot and uh you know i know in the bank robbery situation it was it was hey you know everyone stopped the person running out of the the bank but you know, forgot to think about the the exit vehicle and the person in that car that was also uh, shooting at him. And then, uh, you know, there's a school playground right behind, you know, the, the fence is backed up to the bank he's running. So if you are shooting, you know, you really got to make sure you, you hit your target because, you know, these bolts are going to go go for blocks and you got to be accountable for all of them and just how difficult that is. But also they went through the training and the accuracy and, and uh, what, what these, these cops are working on and, and they're like our volleyball team trying to get better each day. That's a lot to think about. Yeah. And makes volleyball sound easy. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a, well, that's part of the, part of the reason, right? You mean you want them to be, uh, uh, you know, have access to this and learn from it. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, our sport or every sport, you're making quick decisions. Yeah. And, and just the consequences, I, I think, for our law enforcement are just uh, much larger and, and, and deeper in that. So, you know, the ability to stay trained and make sure you're trained is, is really important. What was the main takeaway or what did you get from your girls about going through that simulation? You know, I, th- I think they left with a, a deep appreciation. Like some of them are like, like why? Like, like why would you choose this for a job? Because it's so dangerous. And, and, you know, when especially today when you do it right, you're probably maybe not appreciated for it. And, and if you do it wrong, you're you're so beat down. Like, like why choose this? And, and really one takeaway was like it is really to protect and serve. And they they are hiring the right people and and that that, that want to help the communities i think we also looked at i think it was like 1.7 million interactions a year police so when they get calls when they're dealing in in whatever situations and and uh, lethal force was only used like 0.001% of that uh the ma- majority of officers never use their their gun over their whole you know 20 year 25 year uh, career, but uh, again, you got to remain sharp in each situation to do that. So really, that's just the heightened sentences and, and the training and what what to look for in, in each situation is is really important. Just the the awareness of it. Um, the yeah, and then just how fast you got you got to think. So yeah. you know, we got videos of girls. You know, it's just a movie screen for the indoor one, and then they're they're diving behind bookshelves to, to, to not get hit and do different things. So it, it also takes takes a healthy uh, courage and just moving forward in, in difficult situations. There is also, let us say, uh, a video out there. We're going to use it in the broadcast on Thursday night with your permission. <laughs> but there's a video of you being tased 
By your brother, actually. By my brother, yeah. That, now, that's yeah. brotherly love yeah, right that there. Is, that is brotherly love. I, I think he's been planning this for two decades. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah, getting here's back. My Notice he said younger brother yeah, early right. on. That's yeah. right. He that remembered all. all the things. This is, this is, I called him rhino traps, right? This is, this is the, the picking on him when I was six and he was three or seven and four. Yeah, and, right. And pinning him down. And uh, Brent finally had his he day. He finally had his day. So, no, they, uh, they asked for a volunteer and, and obviously you don't let any of the athletes to go through it. Uh, we probably could have all avoided it and just, just not do it. But uh, I knew it was something he kind of wanted to do. And, and uh, <clears throat> it, it was unique. I got a great team. And I, I, I really learned that there's a lot more that care about me than I even realized when, <laughs> when I went up there. The, Secret the, test. There was, yeah. there was definitely some that have a concerned look on their face like, Coach, don't do it. <laughs> And uh, there are still the ones that are like, like, I can't can't wait to see it. Go ahead. You uh, made me run that extra. My my brother did offer to let someone else pull pull the trigger and, and do it, but... Uh, none of them were brave, they all brave, play. brave, of course. brave, brave enough to, <laughs> to do that. So, but, uh, yeah. Um, and, and again, it, it's, uh, it's, it, it did its job. I thought maybe, yeah, I'll, I'll cut it out for like five seconds. Right. But, uh, I think a second into it, I, there's no moss. Wow, you know? man. It's, uh, it, it definitely not something I want to, want to go through again. So. And, and not only that, so you, you did, you were sort of volunteered to do that. But then in the second group, you, one of your assistants, Joshua yeah, Walker. And he, he jo- Josh really stepped up. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, after we, seeing this. He, I wouldn't do that. He, <laughs> he uh, they weren't planning on doing it to him either. But when, when we went into the other group, I'm like, okay, Joshua, like, they need somebody for the second group. And, and Jahida was super scared. And Will was like, no way. And then our volunteer, Connor, was like, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. kind of I'm like, Joshua, it's just, it's just you. And I, I was just teasing just to see if he was going to do it or not. Yeah. I really was not expecting him uh, at all. And he, he did it. He, he, he manned up and did it. Uh, his sister, older sister, is actually captain out in Virginia. So uh, all the police officers – get tased themselves they get hit with pepper spray all all the non-lethal things they do to others they experience in case something happens and then also they can know what they're doing doing to others so uh, i think i last second and a half he was only about a second so uh but yeah no strong yeah Yeah, he uh he did he did a great job and and uh uh got tased as well so we we have that bond now Ugh, I, that's a bond I'll let y'all have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> John we're, and I don't. We're need not that. doing that on the sick of podcast. <laughs> yeah, more power to you. Part part of the reason for this trip, you did play games out there. Yeah. Also, yeah. by the way, yeah. Yeah. there was some volleyball. <coughs> right, yeah. we haven't gotten to that yet. But but you played Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You went out on Monday. You've got a really young team this year. A, a, almost a completely brand new staff. So part of this wasn't it just a bonding experience for your new team? Th- this really was a bonding trip for us. Uh, I think whenever you can teach virtues and values and the principles in a unique and different setting, it, it helps those sink in. So you know they're hearing some of the things we're saying in the gym all the time. But for us to be able to you know do a bonfire on the beach one night and watch the sunset and talk about some of those. Uh, faithfulness that we want to be strong at, the humility we want to be strong at this year. 
and that and then just the girls spending time together you, you know we we after we drove up to the hollywood sign the uh my brothers kind of surprised us and said hey load up in these vans and and kind of escorted us behind gated areas and unlocked areas so we could we could be right at the hollywood sign pretty wow. much touch it and the view over la and the ocean everything up there was beautiful so a lot of pictures and uh, time for the girls to interact with each other we had lunch in uh on hollywood <clears throat> where the walk of uh fame is at and, and the oscars and and everything there so uh, girls had a chance to it's not as glamorous as it really you see it on tv but just just have <laughs> they that do a experience really that's camera yeah. angles right there yeah. it, it is it's hollywood right and um but yeah it really gave us a chance to bond and, it, and that was a takeaway too we asked the girls hey what was your favorite part like oh you know i i roomed with this person who i don't normally room with and we really got to know her much, much better, and oh, I was sitting next to this person on the bus or the plane and really got to connect with them as well. So we're, we're both growing and learning the tactics, techniques of volleyball. We're definitely growing and strengthening our, our, our bond as a team with you know the hope that that multiplies the joy. We're, we're good at dividing the burden for each other. Uh, before we talk about the specific games and just how you guys continue to build and develop, I do want to angle us back to uh, Fort Worth because you had a monster victory. And I'll let you go ahead and, and explain what that was and who it was against and just the impact. You have to feel good about starting the season off with a new and younger team like you have. Yeah, we grew up really fast over the weekend. And, and again, our goal is just to get better every day. And I, I knew, you know, what we look like in November will be a lot different than how we look in August and September. Uh, there's just so much to learn, and, and but you need experience. And the only way to get experience is time. Uh, but yeah, we had Minnesota, Wisconsin, both, you know, Minnesota ranked five, Wisconsin three, Wisconsin national champions and returning bulk of their team and, and a lot of upperclassmen there. And so the uh, Minnesota match, we lost in four and I, I thought we were in position to do, you know, pull off some wins in, in there, but it, it's, uh, hey, it's, you know, four or five freshmen are in the first time playing volleyball, literally, you know, their first serve, first time receiving pass and against a great team so we took those things that we wanted to work on and, and say let's be better in these areas heading into the Wisconsin one and part of that was consistent part of that was just uh, managing our swings I think you know our sports design where you got to be really aggressive to be successful but you got to know when and how to uh, to do that you know that was as good as Yossi was it took her some time like she wasn't I remember her crying as a freshman where she just felt like she was horrible and and so many errors and and how do we how do we fix those and arrive there but still get the kills and so uh you know we got four or five of them out there on the court right now and and they did a good job against wisconsin just learning and managing those i I thought uh riley simpson specifically really is is starting to see see the court uh in a way that's going to allow her to score uh, our blocking came alive. You know, I think the the first set we lost, and then we we really started uh, getting in front of their heavy heavy hitters, and, and had quite a few blocks uh, from all the way across, from both our middles, both their outsides, right sides, in uh, in doing that. So, um, you know, Lauren Harrison, who has not played back row until this year for us, both improving the digs, but then also, you know, took a really big swing in the fifth set out of the back row to, to maybe kind of seal the deal or create that separation for us to, to finish it off. So 
again, a lot of, you know, not only is it young players, but also even some of our returners are, are in roles that are bigger and different than what they've had before. And that was a, a little nonchalant way of saying they knocked off the reigning national champions. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, <it's, laughs> Let's not let that go without good. being we've, actually verbalized. We've uh, we've done well against Wisconsin, you know, during the regular season, three three wins. And so we just got to make sure if that's a team we see in the final four or sooner that, that we're uh, still getting better and able able to do it. They're, they're going to be really good. You know, they're – they're six eight and six seven, and it's it's probably one of the biggest teams out there with uh, some good heavy hitters and, and good defenders. Even with such a young team this year, you didn't shy away from starting the season again with Minnesota and Wisconsin back to back. Did you have to as part of the Big Twelve Big Ten challenge, or or did you say it, it, it's it's a four year four year plan? So okay. this was year two of the the four year. To start the season, uh, to start the season okay. that way, okay. so it'll it'll be that way next two years. Okay. Uh, I was aware of it. I was definitely aware of how young we were going to be this year going into it. But um, you know, we get to host them in 2024. So 2023 will be at Minnesota, and then 2024 will be here, and we should be the same team. But three years, three years together. Um, hosting those teams so it'd, it'd be great you know we split last year uh be minnesota not wisconsin this year we split and went the other way so hopefully the next couple of years we can go two and oh in it but again that's you know you're talking about two top five teams to start the season and to me it, it's if you win it gives us confidence but it's also uh you know shows us what we got to work on because we didn't sweep either of them either so uh, again, as we're working on being a little bit more consistent, it uh, it was good. Great, great win for us and program, and uh, excited for the girls just to have that that memory. You know, it's kind of what you sign up for. Hey, or I want to want to be in a big time, you know, prime time, top top ten, top twenty five match, and uh, get get the W is is something these young freshmen can hold on to. You're tuned into the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. I've had the privilege of calling games and telling stories about Baylor athletics for uh, for a long time. Storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're here with head volleyball coach of the Baylor Bears, Ryan McGuire. Uh, we just talked about the success you had up in Fort Worth. Uh, let's go back to L.A., just kind of walk us through those matches. You got some wins out there. Uh, you, we've already talked about the, the team bonding aspect of that trip, but it had to feel good to see some good volleyball on the court as well. Yeah, I think uh, we opened up uh, at Pepperdine versus Pepperdine, and uh, you know, good crowd for them. And in Pepperdine, I knew it was going to be a great team this this year. We've played them the past couple of years, and they've they've we've gone five with them and, and getting the wins. And uh, I think what they're trying to do over there is, is some some good things. We uh, was disappointed probably in, in how we started the match, a little sluggish. Uh, lost first set, won the second set. And then it, you know, probably came back to that consistency as, as we're trying to, you know, there's such that balance of uh, pushing the tempo and, and, and having a rhythm that's going to give us success really in a way where we can be good in, in December 
and you know there's there's no reward without the risks uh so we're not trying to play it safe but we're still trying to be be good so that idea of being quick without rushing uh we probably struggled with or i would say maybe slowed things down and played a little bit too safe when when you're playing a good team uh you need to keep pressure on them so that's that serves probably being a little bit tougher maintaining the speed and, and the accuracy of them in the next two nights we were really good with that uh, with uh, san diego state and uc santa barbara uh, our service game really kept them out of system uh lauren Bersenio, avery carlson specifically i thought were uh, extremely difficult and, and, and accurate you know so sometimes there's targets on the other side of the net and and if it's not the libero the other people are shifting and they're trying to intercept it but if uh if you're hitting it hard and accurate enough it's it's going to cause problems so uh <clears throat> again what we, we didn't weren't great at in uh against minnesota we were able to turn that around wisconsin what we didn't do well against pepperdine we, we definitely applied right away so still growing but uh you know our hope is this week that that we're 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 great in our first first match of the of the tournament but it sounds like your team's at least receptive and that this young group is very coachable. They are very coachable. Um, you know, they're learning. And, you know, I, I think the, uh, you know, if you drop a set or you lose a match, it stings a little bit. We're like, hey, we got to be able to do this to be successful. And then be, and if we're not doing that at the level we expect, then it costs us a match or it costs us a set. Then it's, I think it, it heightens that sense of urgency they're still really bought in but I don't, I don't think again until you experience they've really realized like how important some of these these touches are you know in our sport there's a lot of rallies the ball's going to cross the net three four times uh but chances are there might be a touch on the second time that ball crossed the net that that's going to lead to our point you know uh eight touches later because if we're passing it in system we crush the ball man that team's scrambling they they'll get it back over but not as tough as they've wanted to do it and then the next one we're able to terminate but uh if our touch isn't good now we're kind of in a scramble and we're we're rolling it over or not crushing it the way the way we want to do it uh whether it be a hitting error that was kind of an issue sometimes or is way too easy now they're in system and they're they're hitting it back at us so uh, I think that's something the teams learn is, is, is how can we maintain control of the rally and, and be like, hey, we're we're still in control. It, it, it's we haven't scored the point yet, but um, it, you know something that the rally was good is like like you can't crush it. Uh, Wisconsin was in a six-two. Santa Barbara's in a six-two. Let's make sure that setter takes it. And now now we don't have to defend middles. Teams that had had good good middles on her versus just putting it in anywhere. So some of those little things that, that uh, everyone needs to be mindful of. Um, again, that experience, oh, here's a situation where this is what was required of, of me. I did it once. Uh, I forgot it or I just didn't know, right? Or we're still trying to yeah. – they're drinking from a fire hose, you, yeah. you know, because <laughs> in practice you try and recreate those situations as much as possible. But uh, we're limited on how many hours we get to practice. So. Yeah game of rallies can you talk about how impactful a big crowd is you guys have played in if, in front of quite a few already this season but it's going to be nice to have your home team your home crowd uh backing you guys on those long rallies 
Yeah, I think uh, being at home, there's just something about that crowd, one cheering for you, and, and, and that our crowd is our family, so we talk about multiplying the joy. So we're maybe jumping a little higher or maybe hitting a little bit bit harder when, when we know there's there's a crowd supporting us. I think also sometimes the opponents feel a little bit more nervous or intimidated, and maybe they're a little bit more hesitant and may miss miss a few more serves or are not swing as violently or as uh, confidently in it. So it, it, you know, we we want all of our skills to have an influence on the match. Like like a big intimidating block from from Kara and Mallory, they may not block again, but now the team's tipping, so it's it's a lot easier. Uh, I think when we're at home, you, you know, the hope and goals that that our crowd is having an influence on the match as well, and uh, you, you know pumps us up but also keeps the uh, the opponents from feeling comfortable you've got uh, a young team we've talked a lot about that you've got a new staff basically but man uh, you've got a lot of talent there also Avery Carlson uh, probably the biggest highest ranked recruit you've ever gotten here at Baylor and then Riley Simpson played really well this past weekend big 12 newcomer of the week yeah I I, I think you know hopefully we'll dominate the rookie of the year stuff in the big 12 because <laughs> we got so many rookies playing so <laughs> Uh, hopefully we, we're going to have four or five having a good match <laughs> or a good weekend uh, every week in that. But uh, Avery's really stepped up. She, you know, the setter is the quarterback of the team, so so she's got to make the decisions offensively: who to set, when to set, what's the best time to set, what are the matchups like, this hitter versus that blocker, or this hitter's str- strength versus maybe weakest defender, as far as the areas they hit at. But they still got to be accurate. Uh, too, you know, you could have a smart quarterback, but they can't hit the wide open receiver. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't do any good. So uh, Avery's also, as as we're still scrambling, we're working on our serve receive improving a little bit to to the level that we want it to be. She's also running balls down and making making them that very hittable. Uh, you know, that's that's her job. Hey, you gotta set balls that are hittable, and then we gotta let hitters do their work. And so now we're also the the Riley Simpsons, the Alley checks. Uh, doing their job as as young freshmen hey you know what kind of work needs to be done on uh, a set that's a little high or maybe dropping in or off the net or on the net uh, again we're back into these you got you got a quick decision to make you, you know the in this situation the blocks your friend let's hit it off their hands and out of bounds in this situation let's not hit it right at them it's gonna come back hard and how to recognize those uh, a lot faster in, in doing that but uh, Riley Simpson's moving the ball around. Uh, she contacts at such a high point. Uh, I think Allie Check for us uh, has a heavy arm and, and had a great spring. I, uh, Elise is a returner, even though just a sophomore, same high contact. So we got some good uh, good length and, and good range. And then uh, Harrison being a returner, powerful arm, and, and we are strong in the middle. You know, that, that is the one position where we're, we're upperclassmen at. Who is that upperclassman that kind of when things are going a little a little chaotic because you do have a young setter quarterback of the team out there, uh, who who is that person that's kind of calming everybody down and who the the young ones are looking toward? You know, right now I say it's it's Kara. Um, I, I, it's a challenge for our team this year I, as we're still forming our identity. I think we're still, still looking to see who that person is going to be. I uh Riley is a freshman again a redshirt freshman is she had a good voice in there uh Kara has had a great voice at times Lauren Harrison has, has done that 
and uh, we, you know we get some of that from Brasenio uh, as well. So th- this year I see it just it's just going to be a tag team uh, effort as much as you maybe always as a coach you want that one person coming in there being really strong. We have that uh, within our team, but I think a lot of that is the freshman class, and so they're still trying to figure out that balance of their voice to what what can I say, what should I say, and and. Uh, Again, I'm encouraging them to say it, say it as much as possible. But it's, uh, you know, it's it's a quieter team. They they have a good, healthy inner growl, but uh, aren't aren't the outgoing, flamboyant. You know, everybody look at me uh, here. It's a very very servant-hearted minded team. But so, sometimes I wish I, nobody's gonna get a red card this year. I can't imagine <laughs> any, any any player uh, like that. And you know, it is different because we. You know, Callie Williams did such a great job with the voice. Presley Anderson with the voice. Chanel uh, with the voice. Yossi had her voice. Avery brought uh, experience. You know, you had the Emily Van Slates and, and the AJs with, with voices. So, you know, there's definitely, uh, as much as I feel there's a little void there, there we're, we're, we're working on it. I'd, I'd love to say, hey, we've arrived and it's this person. But uh, it also means, you know, Jahida's voice has been really key and very good, and Coach Walker's voice has been good, and, and our volunteer Connor has been, been really good too. So, What was it like putting together that new staff? I mean, you're building your new young team and trying to find that identity, and you're kind of doing the same thing with your coaching staff. It was so busy. I, I, we finally were supposed <laughs> have to have. You, yeah, are you breathing We yet? were finally supposed to have a normal spring, and there's nothing normal about it at all. <laughs> Uh, but man, so blessed, uh, both, both coaches and, you know, and and it's our technical coordinator and Nicole is our new director of ops as well, former player. So, Hey, I got new strength coach, new athletic trainer, new academic coach. So, or, or it's like 10, 10 new people, but that's what makes Baylor so special is, is the people. Uh, I I think for Jahida, like I said, such great experiences is the coach-player relationship, helping win championships, and we've stayed in contact, and she's been coming to games. And uh, her daughter, Abby, um, just starting eighth grade here, she's been coaching in the club area up in the Dallas region. I think we're going to have the best 26-27 class because she (laughs) she knows all the top young ones, but all the parents love her. Wow. Love her too, and so that that was that's just God doing His thing. I, I I would love to say it was a brilliant hire because of that, but I wasn't even thinking that part. Like, how well could you coach defense? And, yeah, and she coaches defense well, and just just a healthy perspective. So I'm excited about it. And uh, she's a recruiting coordinator, extremely organized, and uh, all already you know is is doing incredible things with that. Coach Walker, we didn't get until May because he was coaching with the men. So I think we finalized it, maybe announced it in March. So we uh, we had to wait. So we were kind of even down a coach a little bit in the spring. And, and uh, again, rooting for him and his team won, won a championship on the men's side. So excited. His wife had a baby right at the same time. And uh, he's got four little ones. And you can imagine how busy he is. But What's one more life change after that? Yeah, exactly. Pick him up and move him. Move from Hawaii to Waco. Uh, So his faithfulness to me is just just huge. And he's already, you know, for me, a a friend for life. And just because of how he treats people, his knowledge of the game is incredible. Also very, very humble. 
but uh, the the feedback that that all of these coaches are giving are exactly what our team team needs right now. I and I think the timing's good, um, you know, because they're they're brand new, so they don't know what they don't know. So in my head, I'm like, we got a lot of work to do. Like like what we looked like on day one of twenty. <clears throat> 22 looked a lot different when we looked like on day one in 2021. So I'm like, whew, we got, we got some work to do. They don't know any different. So, like, this is so, great. so, <laughs> so fun. they know we need to get better. And, and that's really been good and helpful for me where, where I think, like I said, I know we got to grow and our goals just get better each day, but uh, it's probably kept me from dwelling on like, man, how daunting the challenge might be to, to, to get there because it's, hey, you know, the point of power is in the present. we got to work on that now. And, and uh, uh, I think it's been, been healthy for me too. So to, to just be like, all right, what they don't know. So we got to talk about each day what we got to get better at, and, and that's all we focus on. So Yasiana Presley had such a dynamic All-America career here. What, what is she doing now? Are there other opportunities beyond college? Playing, she uh, playing she she played last year professionally in France. She was she was in Mulhouse, and uh, ironically, not too far from a uh, uh, family of mine that's living in Germany. They did twenty minutes across the border and oh, come wow. come watch her play uh, a few times. She uh, her knees probably too many too many jumps and too many sets. Her knees were were starting to give her trouble, so uh, she's considering where she might play next year. Uh, she might take a little time and maybe come into the back part of the season. So she's in New Jersey and uh, trying to let her body heal a little bit. Good, good. Thanks for that. Yeah, that's a cool family connections <laughs> everywhere. How yeah, neat exactly. that they got yeah. to go to those games. Yeah, that was really cool. And, and again, I, I thought it was, uh, I think for all athletes, like to travel and, and visit internationally is great and just eye-opening experience. But when you do it by yourself and you're a little lonely, there's there's that culture shock. And so... Uh, I, I thought it was, it was it was cool they could connect and and uh, you know invite Yasi to their their church and just have people encourage you that that uh, you know maybe are like minded and and oh yeah you know Ryan McGuire like yeah we're, we we did Christmas together growing up as as my cousins uh, out there so that's awesome well fortunately for everyone listening we don't have to travel to France to see Baylor play. Uh, all you have to do is come down to the Farrell Center. Students, if you're listening, you get free Rudy sandwiches oh. while supplies last if you're the first one in the in the arena. So we highly can uh, encourage you all to be making it out to that game. That first match is against Colorado State on Thursday at 6 p.m. Very good. And two more on Saturday, yep. Baylor Invitational. And you have time to go to all the volleyball matches and still see the football game because it's so late (laughs) (laughs) on Saturday night out in Provo. So Baylor Volleyball home for the first time this season this week. And, uh, Coach, we appreciate your time. Good luck. Yeah, thanks for having me. Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts. That is our second podcast for this week, powered by Rogue Media Network. Thanks to uh, Coach Ryan McGuire, Baylor volleyball coach, uh, for being our guest. For Brooke Bednarz, I'm John Morris. We'll talk to you next week with our next Sikkim podcast. 
You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.